Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 132 of Process to Profitability. Finances is a topic that many entrepreneurs shy away from, even though they know it's crucial for their business to succeed, which is why I'm so excited to talk with Kina Newell of Wealth Over Now about creating a financial plan for your business. We talk about prioritizing what's important in your finances and why you need to have money goals. Kina shares what a financial plan is, why it's important, and the most important pieces you need to include. She also gives us tips on how to determine your business budget, creating an emergency fund, and evaluating your financial plan as your business grows. We wrap up with the discussion about how business finances affect your personal finances and the mistakes she sees business owners making when it comes to implementing a financial plan. Kina Newell is the founder of Wealth Over Now, where she works with professional women and solopreneurs to create new possibilities with their money so they can save more, pay off debt, invest in themselves, and stress less about money. She is passionate about her work and finds no greater satisfaction than helping her clients start managing their money with joy because they've learned to feel the possibility where they once felt shame, guilt, overwhelm, and anxiety. When she is not coaching, Kina is spending quality time with friends and family and encouraging herself to work out. To learn more, head over to Wealth Over Now and explore her tips to manage your money well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Samantha. So I read your bio at the top of the show, but I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit more about who you are and how you got started in your business. Yeah, so my name's Kina, and I am a financial coach and the owner of Wealth Over Now. I like to say that I help solopreneurs and women create new possibilities with their money. So um, I got started gosh, almost three years ago now. And just thinking about the fact that like so many people won't talk about their finances. We'll talk about everything else. Like my running joke is that people would say, I slept with three people this past weekend, but nobody would ever say I had like negative $3 in my bank account. (laughs) And so it plays out, especially like when I'm thinking of uh, playing with or like working with solopreneurs is that however you manage your like personal finances that bleeds over into your business finances and just wanting people, especially because like I said, I work with predominantly women, wanting them to come from a place where you feel really empowered about your numbers um, and not getting bogged down by I've never been good with math, which is something that the people I work with love to say, but knowing (laughs) that like you can learn to have confidence with your finances and really wear like a different hat in your business as a, like as a CEO or like feeling like you have a, like, okay, I have like on my CFO hat and really feeling like you can own that part of your business as well as whatever service you provide to your clientele. I love that. I think finances, like you said, is something we're afraid to talk about. We haven't really been taught how to talk about it. So once we get into business and it's such a huge part of what we do, it's still really scary for people. Yeah. And I think it's, um, as you're talking about that, I think one of the things that I even like to demystify for myself when it comes to finances, because I work on the, like the coaching side. So it's not, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a bookkeeper. 
I'm not a financial advisor. Like I predominantly just work on the relationship with money. Like what are your people's thoughts about their pricing? What are your thoughts about even looking at your bank, bank account? So like the mindset piece, but I know even for myself, like just reminding myself that I don't have to know all the numbers. Cause I think that like, especially if you have a type A personality, you feel like I'm supposed to know everything and you don't actually have to know everything because that's why there are people equipped in the world to help you learn. And so I think it's more about shifting your mindset to being open to learning new things, but also understanding that that can be that like, hey, I'm going to hire a coach or I'm going to read a book or I'm going to ask questions because you're going to just be more informed. You don't know what you don't know. Right. So I think that leads us really well into our first kind of topic is prioritizing what's important in our finances. So what do we need to know? What don't we need to know? Kind of how do we start figuring out what our most important pieces are? Well, one, I want to make sure that everybody has their finances separated. So making sure that your personal finances and your business finances aren't commingled. And I think in the beginning, when you start a business and you realize, oh, someone paid me for this, that money might go into your personal account. But um, I think one thing that you can do that definitely elevates where you sit as a CEO is making sure that your personal finances and your business finances are separated. Being really clear on like also, what is the role of your business income? Is your business income, depending on where you are in your business, is it like, okay, I'm using my business income to really feed my business during this season? And the role of my business isn't necessarily to be paying myself right now, but I know that's where I want to go. And I say that because I think that as wherever you are in entrepreneurship, I know a number of people I work with are like crossing into full-time entrepreneurship or have been there for, I would say, like anywhere from two to three years, but being really clear also on how much does your business need to pay you. One of the common things that I find is that people are like, I don't pay myself, but I pay my bills for my business. So they funnel over money to their personal accounts when their personal accounts are getting low. And so we always take a step back to say like, let's actually get really clear on your personal expenses so we can see at a bare minimum, like if you need to cover your utilities, your rent or your mortgage, how much do you need in terms of a paycheck? Because I don't want you just thinking of like, I don't pay myself. I want you to feel like you are like your business. That's the best employer you've ever had. (laughs) And so your employer pays you consistently. And so one way that we get there is really getting clear on what your personal expenses are. So that way we can actually backwards plan to say, you know, how much revenue do I actually need to bring into my business? What does that look like annually? What does that look like monthly and creating systems from there? Yeah, I think that's really helpful to think about it from that point of view of, you know, maybe you don't need to make $10,000 a month to bring home, but like, what do you actually need to make to pay the bills you want to pay? And I love that you mentioned too, that sometimes your business what you're making is just to go back into the business and it's deciding what those goals are, what those priorities are at the point in time you're at. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important because depending on who you listen to when you're talking about finances, especially for your business, some people will tell you reinvest everything. Other people are like, no, don't reinvest, you know, especially if you're thinking about it from an accounting perspective. But I do think that there are seasons in your business. And it's very important for you to know what season you're in. And for like, I always use the word control and I want you to be in control of what's happening. I don't want like money just happening to you. If you see $0 in your bank account, I want you to know why it's there. 
or if you know you see a thousand dollars, I want you to know why it's there and what it's for, so that you are in like the driver's seat of what you're using your money for. Okay. I think that leads us into kind of money goals and what we want to do with our money. So why is having a goal with our money important? And then how do you recommend people kind of start making those? So um, I think that we should have goals because I always like to say that money has purpose. And if we don't have a goal, then we don't necessarily know like the purpose of the money. And so <laughs> I'm like thinking about another concept that I teach because like you mentioned, like you don't necessarily need to make a $10,000 a month, but I see a lot in like on social media where people are talking about these five figure months. I feel like there's a, this elusive intrigue with it, but you want to know like, what does that five figure month mean? You could have hit a $10,000 a month, but if it took you $9,000 to make it, then you'd yes, you had a $10,000 month, but your profit was $1,000. And so um, to to connect that to goals, is like you want to have goals in mind so you can actually track towards the progress, whether that's like, hey, I want to make an investment in a mastermind, or I want to be able to hire someone on my team, or I want to be able to pay myself, you know, $60,000 this year. And so when we talk, we talk about like the numbers and setting those financial goals, you can actually be more strategic and be more intentional with like what you're going to be doing month to month with your business revenue. So then I think all of this kinds of leads into a financial plan. So laying out everything that we need for our finances and our business. So let's talk about what a financial plan really is and why that is important when we're looking at it from a business standpoint. Yeah. So I use the word financial plan from a business standpoint to actually talk about like a budget Um, and for business owners to get really clear on like, what are your expenses in your business? And not just like your monthly expenses, but thinking about irregular expenses. If you use a graphic designer twice a year to help you out, Um, And let's say that that graphic designer, you've paid them $1,200 two times um, throughout the year. Well, let's actually think about that expense as, okay, that's $2,400 annually. So how much would that be if I divide it by 12 from month to month so we can start to plan for it? So now I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to save $200 a month for a graphic designer. So I really think about setting, having a financial plan where I'm setting up, what are my business expenses? How much am I spending per month on average, because what that also helps you do in terms of connecting that back to goals is if I know that my business expenses, let's say they're $3,000 a month, but I want to be able to pay myself $2,000 a month. And in addition to, I want to save within my business and I know I need to set money aside for taxes. It helps me get really clear on what are my monthly revenue goals Um, And I'm not doing things just arbitrarily in my business, but really from like a educated point and that financial plan, knowing like what your business expenses are, knowing how much you want to pay yourself will also help you account for um, when you have months that are higher or lower than like your average income within your business. Yeah. I think it's really helpful to think of it that way as like a budget where you're figuring out all of those numbers. So what do you recommend people think about like those most important pieces so we don't miss something? Like you mentioned, you might have irregular expenses, but are there other important pieces we need to make sure we're considering when we're setting this all up? 
Yeah, I um, always tell people, especially in the, the service world, like make sure you're saving money in your business. Like you could put that in your spending plan to say like, I'm going to have a business emergency fund. I think that's really important to consider because sometimes like I like to say that all money is not good money. And you may have a client that you actually, you're like, we, this partnership is not beneficial to both of us. And so being able to consider like, I have savings in my business because that would allow me to end a partnership with someone if, if I no longer want to work with them. Um, it'll allow me to also having an emergency fund or saving within my business would allow me to take time off my business with ease and not be stressed out about that. Um, or when I, you know, income dips for whatever reason, because we all know that this is not linear, <laughs> then we'll also have money where, you know, we can, we know that like our expenses are covered from month to month. So I always really just like, encourage people like have some type of savings plan within your business and making sure that you're not just depleting your business to zero and that not building that habit of saving. It's like on your personal finances, we want to make sure you pay yourself first. And so in your business, like make sure you're paying your business in that way as well. And in, when you're looking at your expenses, just to go back and tie it to um, creating like a spending plan or a budget, like if you use QuickBooks or some accounting software, that's a great place to start to look at like, what are those expenses that I don't think about? But when they do come up annually, like your website hosting fee, you're like, oh, I got to pay like $300. I forgot about that, right? And it could throw you off. Or um, thinking like, I know I live here in DC. I always, I'm going to say this word wrong. Biannual, not biannual, but every other year, <laughs> I have to pay a business fee to keep my LLC open. And so that's just something that I save for. So when it's due, every other year, I can actually pay it. So thinking about not just, like I said, the expenses that are right there in front of you, but planning for those expenses that you're like, oh yeah, that was something that I had to plan for. And I forgot about it. And it kind of, you know, threw me off my game financially. So do you have any tips? Um, you know, you talked about a, an emergency fund. Is that really just like determining a set amount you want to save every month? Um, and then like, do you have any other tips for setting that up? I think we've heard about it for our personal accounts, but for a business, it seems like it's not as popular of something. Although we all know after 2020, you never know what's going to come up. So I think about it in a, in a couple of different ways. And I have for myself personally and for my clients, I incorporate it into my spending plan because it keeps it top of mind. Um, and so I have adjusted like based off of my monthly expenses, like my expenses in my business are roughly around, um, like they fluctuate probably from like 2,500 to $3,000. So the number that I have in my head is to always have a minimum of like $9,000 set aside that is floating for like expenses if I needed it. In addition to not just um, having money, like when I think about expenses is I have another, um, like number that I keep in my head for the amount of money that I pay myself. I always want to be a couple of months ahead, if not more, in thinking about like my compensation. And so I have a very like, <laughs> I would say like a very concrete way in which I think about saving in business. And it's not just like a big bucketed emergency fund. Like I think about saving in different buckets, saving for, like I said, compensation, last year taught everyone a lot. And so I want to make sure that I could 
continue to pay myself for at least three months without touching my personal savings. So that's important to me. And then also thinking, like I said, on the business side, in terms of expenses, making sure that I have about a three month buffer. So if you know how much you pay yourself month to month, I would make a goal to at least have three months of that income set aside to pay yourself. If you know your business expenses from month to month, make a goal that you have three months set aside for, um, your business expenses as well. And I think when we think about expenses, the easiest way to save in terms of saving money for expenses is to include that in your spending plan. Even if you said like, oh, I'm going to save like $500 a month. Well, by the end of the year, you would have another $6,000 that you could just float um, in case you needed something. And then in terms of saving your um, having compensation set aside so you can pay yourself is I use a loose like profit first structure if your audience knows about that, but I set aside a percentage of my incoming revenue every single month, but I don't drain that amount every single month. (laughs) I feel like I need a whiteboard to be like, here, here's what I do. But just thinking about, right? Like if you have a $10,000 month and you set aside 50% of that month, then some people would be like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and pay myself the entire $5,000. But I always, um, I look at my average income that I make throughout like a 12 month period. So say I had a $10,000 month and an $8,000 month and a $7,000 month. I look at the average of that and whatever the average of 10, what did I say? $10,000, $8,000 and and $7,000. So I would say like on average, I would be making about 8K a month. So I would set my pay to be about $4,000. And then when I had higher income months, I would be setting aside more money, but that would allow me to account for and also build a buffer within my account so that I can make it through high and low seasons. And I apologize if I just confused anyone listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) I think it makes sense. It's just a little bit different of a way of thinking of things. And, And I think when we start out in our business and either we're not paying ourselves at all, or we're like, I'm going to pay myself every penny that I can. Mm -hmm. So it's getting into the mindset of I have to pay myself, but I also have to plan for the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why like the getting really clear on how much you want to pay yourself. Like, I think there's like in an ideal world, my like dream budget, this is what I want to pay myself. But knowing like also at a bare minimum, what do I need to pay myself and kind of having that sliding scale because numbers are something that you should have a continual relationship. So things are going to shift. So as your business shift and as it grows, then if you've been in close communication with your your finances, you'll be able to pay yourself more. You're going to know how to save more in your business. You're going to move from like, I was reinvesting everything or having to pay off debt within my business. So like having um, to being more profitable and knowing like I have money that I can actually play around with and my cash flow is positive within my business. Is your website actually working for you? There's only one way to really know if your website is supporting your business, the conversions you're seeing. That's why I've created a guide with five updates that you can make right now to get a higher converting website. Everything else, the number of visitors, your follows on social media, your Google ranking is just vanity if it's not doing something bigger. The power of a well-designed strategic website is in moving people from checking you out to getting engaged. In this free guide, I'll give you five simple things you can update on your website to start getting more engagement and turning visitors into clients. 
You can download it now at lemonandtheseed.com slash five updates. That's lemonandtheseed.com slash the number five and the word updates. So if somebody is in either starting out in their business or they're at a point where they really are just kind of paying the bills, paying themselves every month, but there's no savings, there's none of that, like what would you recommend be the first priority of getting all of this started for them? I would say, look at your business expenses and do a, like a business expense audit. Where are you spending money and decide like, these are the expenses I want to keep. These are expenses I want to revisit. And here's the expenses I want to cancel. So the expenses that you cancel, think about like now, maybe you freed up $200 a month. So now how could that get you closer to Maybe you're like, oh, I want to start saving for taxes. So maybe you want to put that extra $200 a month towards savings, or you want to put that extra $200 a month towards your taxes. But I think like those are just intentional shifts that you can do because I think every entrepreneur that's probably listening can think about like an expense that they've decided to pay for and you pay $15 a month for it, but you maybe don't really use it. And so Yes, it's only $15 a month, but that's $180 a year. But how many like $10 and $15 subscriptions do you have that you don't actually get a return on investment because you're not really using it within your business? So I think that's an easy way um, to free up your business income and start making different decisions with it. Okay. And I think that leads us into really evaluating our plan. So if we have kind of created a plan of this is what I want to save, this is what I want to pay myself, these are my expensive, and we know that, how do we evaluate that it's supporting our business as things grow and change? Um, I would say like looking at being able to forecast six months ahead and think about like, where do you want to be in six months? Uh, What additional expenses might you have as you want to grow? Um, And what does that actually like, how are you on track in order to cover the new expenses that you would have? Does your pricing actually support the new expenses that you desire to have? And so some of, I think, financial conversations are about cutting back, but maybe it's also about looking at your pricing and making sure that your pricing is at a place where um, it's allowing you to generate more income and that, you know, you know, the cost of what it takes to run your business and so if it's take costing you $5,000 a month to run your business and you need to pay yourself $4,000 a month, then what does that mean in terms of, you know, the, let's just say you're working with five clients, you're currently charging them $1,000 each. What does that look like if your prices went to $3,000 for those five clients? And so thinking about how does that actually impact your bottom line and allow you to actually create more of the things that you desire to create in the world, whether it's like in thinking about reaching your people, but also thinking about how that supports you personally. So you mentioned, you know, business finances and personal finances in a lot of ways are tied together because if we own our business, we are the ones giving ourselves the paycheck. So how do those really affect one another? And how do you recommend people think about those two things both together? I like to think about my business as like a corporation (laughs) and you know it is the corporation that pays me like I'm an employee of my business and so I have like separate business financial goals and I have separate personal goals and I think it's really important 
to know, like, what do you actually, like, when you think about why you went into business for yourself, what was the purpose of it? Um, also what was the financial purpose of it? Was it to replace your salary thinking about like on the personal side, what places of your life may also feel underfunded? Where do you want to, I also like to think about creating more money helps me add more value to the world, whether that's like voting with my dollar or being able to, um, support people financially and like giving to others. So getting really clear, like I said, on the the personal finance side of like how much do I desire to make? Because um, one of the things I know for myself, I was even tripped up with in understanding business numbers was like, if I make $50,000 a year personally before going into business, that does not mean I need to make $50,000 a year in my business. And so that's why I think about my business as a corporation because it has additional expenses. And so I want to be able to pay myself $50,000, which once again, is not what you need to make in your business. So just being really clear on the personal side about that. Um, And then on the business side, like knowing because you know your personal goals, then you can look at your, your business finances and actually be really intentional with like, if my goal is to pay myself just going with the $50,000 a year, the $50,000, then what does my business actually need to make? And how do I need to manage my finances intentionally? How do I also make sure that my business um, is financially independent of me? And when I say that, I am talking to the people that they still have their personal and business finances commingled because we want your business to be making enough money that it can at least cover its expenses you know, in the beginning. And so thinking about, you know, if you've been in business for a year or two, and you're still like, funding your personal from the personal side to the business side, like, what are the things that need to shift so that your business can pay for itself? I think that's really helpful. I know a lot of people like when we start a business, expenses come up, you might have to fund it personally. But really thinking like, as you grow, your business has to be able to pay for itself. It's a separate thing from your personal finances. Um, And I mean, that's just important legally and for all the reasons too. So are there other mistakes that you see people make when they're setting up these sorts of saving systems and financial plans and sticking to them? I mean, I think the biggest thing that business owners don't do, especially if you're like in year one to two of your business is they don't save for taxes. And it's out of the mindset of like, I usually, I don't know, or two, um, I'm not making that much money. Or (laughs) I'm just going to buy a lot of things. And my accountant, I'm going to find an accountant that can give me a lot of like deductions. And that's a whole different conversation. (laughs) But I would say like, regardless of where you are in your business, day one, day, you know, 3000, wherever, just making sure that like, you realize that all the money you make in your business, it's not yours. You can't get mad about taxes because it, the yes, somebody paid you a dollar, but set aside off the top, set aside 20% of it. Okay. Now you have 80 cents to work with at the end of the year. If you don't have to set us, you don't actually have to pay out everything that you set aside for taxes. Then it's like, look, I had a bonus, but what we don't want is that you start out your business. You have the mindset in the beginning. I'm not really not making that much money, but then by the end of the year, you are making more money than you thought you were going to make. And now you have a $10,000, $12,000 tax bill. And you're looking around like, where's that money coming from? <laughs> 
And um, you technically had the money, but you spent it because once again, you thought it was your money and it's not. And so I think that if you just go ahead and, and play in like that, I have to set aside money for taxes. And I realize that a dollar isn't a dollar when you're in business for yourself, like that one little shift will make business just feel easier. Like I don't, I like that I get to set aside money for taxes. One, it means I'm making money. <laughs> and, and two, like once I really realize, like, okay, I'm going to set aside a portion off the top. Then I just like, I realize, okay, I get to play with this other 80% that I have. And that's like the point in which I make decisions from. Yeah. Are there any other like money mindset things that you see come up for business owners a lot that they might struggle with? Um, I think that like there is um, a worthiness factor when it comes to pricing and people undervaluing the value that they bring to their clients. And so you make decisions about how much you think that your clientele can pay, which I think you just need to stay out of your clientele's pockets Um, and really like think about if I, as a business owner, like I think about um, a social media manager, like how much time do you provide that business owner that like they're not having to think about like, okay, what are my captions or like having to post on, on Instagram or, or Facebook, any of those things. And so when I'm working with people and I'm like, oh, you charge $150 a month, I know that you give that business owner so much more time back. And so being able to just um, really come at pricing and thinking about one, thinking about value, but checking in with yourself to see if there's like a worthiness factor or what have you been told about money that might be keeping you from like actually accepting more money. Maybe you have like thoughts about like whether or not you can actually produce on the value that you tell your clients that you bring them. And so it's like really being able to sit down and and build your belief in that capacity, which I think some people would be like, how does that have anything to do with your bottom line? But it does, because if you don't have belief in yourself as a business owner, it's going to keep you from marketing. It's going to keep you from saying the price that you actually want to uh, say on the phone. Um, It's going to keep you from actually looking at your numbers and realizing like, I cannot continue to go at this rate. And so like something has to shift and something has to change. So really thinking about and being thinking about and being aware of what comes up for you when we talk about money, even thinking about, you know, what if what what feelings and what thoughts have you had since we've entered in this conversation as you're listening to this podcast and really investigating, like, why is it that I feel this way or why is it that I think that way? That's really helpful. I think we hear a lot about money mindset, but it's kind of this topic that unless you've dive into it, you don't really understand it. It's something we hear about, but we're not really clear on, okay, what does that mean? And how does it affect my actual business bottom line? Like, how does that affect the actual money that's coming in? Mm -hmm. And, And I can share, like, just personally, one of my things when I went into business, and I actually came out of the education sector. And so, um, when I went into business for myself, my goal was just to replace my salary. Um, and one person asked me like, Kino, what would happen if you made more than that? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. (laughs) And like, but that one question sparked a lot of things for me. And then I actually read the book, You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. 
Um, and I realized that there were like some underlying uh, beliefs that I had. Like I was good at managing my finances, so that wasn't my problem. But one of the things that I realized is that like when I looked at my childhood, which I love my parents very dearly, but I grew up in a Christian household and like we were always encouraged to give to other people. And there was like an underlying story that I had that like money is evil. And so I realized that that was one story that I had. I also had to factor in because I was in education that somebody had always dictated how much I was going to make the next year. So like there's a pay scale, you go over how many years, how much education you have, and there's a little box and it says, this is how much money you're going to make in a year. And if you stay with us for three more years, this is where you will be. And so for me, like I realized I had a money ceiling, um, which I like help my clients identify. It's like, this is like, you thought that this is a lot of money, which is also shaped by those that are around you as well. Like my parents never made a lot of money, but if you get into different groups of people and you start talking about what a lot of money is, everybody's going to have a different number. And so I had to realize that for myself, I was being held back by like those limiting beliefs, which I had to like do the work of, okay, what would creating more money allow me to create in the world? Why is money not evil? Oh, if I have more money, like I could help all these people. I could actually like hire employees in my business and like, help women that, that want to make an impact on the world. And I can do all of these things. So I had to start um, unraveling those things for myself uh, to allow myself to be able to talk about wanting to have a multiple six figure big business to talk about wanting to have a seven figure business without feeling um, like that was a, a bad thing because it could be tied to this, like money is evil story or coming from education. I love loved being an educator, but, uh, there's, I feel like a connotation within that, uh, within the sector where you're kind of like a martyr where, or like even in the nonprofit world where it's like, well, you should like, you're doing good work. You shouldn't expect a lot of money. <laughs> and so you can break beyond those things, but it just like, it really, when I talk about money mindset, it's like recognizing the influences, whether they were like, bright flashing lights in front of your faces, or they were something that was subtle that was told to you that you've adopted, but you don't realize that you've adopted that story. And like I said, I've done that work for myself. And it's the work that I do with clients too, because um, even as a business owner, you can be under earning. And it's because of the fact that you aren't willing to charge more or have some things that are unresolved. Yeah. I think that's really helpful kind of talking through what you went through. My husband is a teacher, so I know exactly what those money ceilings look like. And, you know, I think we both grew up in a very similar background. And a lot of my listeners have too of money is you just use it to pay your bills. It's not, we don't think of it as investing and helping other people. And so even as business owners, those voices can still be impacting us, you know, when, I've heard a lot of stories. Well, my family expects me to give them my services for free or not charge my aunt very much money. And it's hard to break out of that when you're hearing it all the time, but it really is a, what I'm doing is valuable to people. And the money that I make is also valuable to the world. Yeah. And I would say like to the services for free part, because <laughs> I also, I work with people too that like have, um, I would say like a philanthropic 
sort of like personality. Um, and so I'm like, great, here's what we're, how we're going to manage that. We're going to raise your prices over here and you can offer like two people, your philanthropic services, you know, but like that you'll feel better about your work when you realize like, oh, over here, I'm still doing meaningful work and I'm charging people at the rate in which they need to be charged. But then I can also be really thoughtful and, and intentional and give back to my community. It doesn't necessarily have to be to family, <laughs> but right. Like then you have a different, I used the word control earlier. You can be in control in a different way and say like, I do have a scholarship fund for a business owner or someone in my community, but it, that conversation looks different when you're in control of it. It's not because people are telling you that they, you need to give services for free. And also I would offer that like for anyone who has pricing issues, think about when you charge lower rates, people said no. And when you charge higher rates, people said no. It's because there are always going to be people that say no. Yeah, I think that's all really helpful advice. Um, so I'd love it if there are any tools or books that you recommend to people to deal with finances, whether that's like accounting software or things to read, like what resources do you recommend to people? Yeah. Um, a book that I really love is Profit First. I don't use it, uh, you know, a hundred percent verbatim how he talks about it, but it did help me shift how I think about money in my business. I referenced, uh, you're a badass at making money which was just influential in terms of like, oh, I can charge these rates. And, and coming from corporate America to like working for myself, I know I needed to, to shift some of my own beliefs. Another good book uh, too, if you're more on like the belief side and you want to work and investigate on like, what are some of the things that you might be doing that you don't actually know you're doing is Money Mammoth is one another really good book. And I actually just started reading a book called Overcoming Earn Under Earning, which has really um, been powerful in just thinking about, once again, like money is emotional and uh, it's not just about like, can you manage a spreadsheet or, you know, do you have money in the bank? There's some underlying emotional issue. And so I, I would say like, those are my go-to things in terms of books that you can read. I also have a, a download if you want to grab it where you can walk through uh, actually creating a business spending plan and go through like, okay, here are my expenses, either looking at them annually or looking at them monthly and then doing that like, okay, I'm going to keep revisit or cancel and actually auditing the different expenses in your business. Great. Those are awesome. And I will include all of those in the show notes for people to check out. Um, all right. So I always wrap up with, uh, this question. If you could recommend one thing to a friend, what would that be? It could be business or life. Doesn't matter. I would say coaching. I think like that's been the best gift that I've given myself, like to hire a business coach. And I know even on the personal side, like there's life coaches, uh, especially like that post-college era where you realize like, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? <laughs> and uh, I don't think that we invest in ourselves enough or like maybe you want to hire a nutrition coach or a health coach, but like thinking about we can use money as a, as a resource as well to invest in ourselves to like amplify our life and the impact we desire to have on the world. All right. I love that. Um, so where can people find and connect with you online? So I am on Instagram at wealth over now. 
I also have a Facebook group. If you type in Wealth Over Now, you'll find me on Facebook and then on my website at wealthovernow.com. All right. So it's all easy. It's in the same, same handle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I think this was a really helpful topic to cover and really give people some practical advice of things they can look at. And then also some of the money mindset pieces that might be affecting their business finances. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.